Welcome to the Impact Alumni Podcast. My name is Paul Clifford, and I'm your host. I'm the president and CEO of the East Carolina Alumni Association, and this podcast is produced at least monthly and exists to provide free and convenient professional development for alumni relations practitioners. Well, I'm excited about the show today. We're going to be talking with Michigan State's John Hill, and he runs their Alumni Career Services Department. So today on the Impact Alumni Podcast, we're going to look at the number one thing that alumni expect from their alumni association, and that's help with career service. And that's help with career services. Today we're joined by John Hill. John is the Director of Alumni Career Services at the Michigan State Alumni Association. Welcome to the podcast, John. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. Well, let's start uh, at the very beginning and talk about how long you've been in your role at Michigan State and tell our listeners how you got to that role. Yeah, I uh, actually came out of the corporate sector, so... I worked for a national sports publication out of Nashville, Tennessee, called Athlon Sports. We did preseason annuals for college and pro football, college and pro basketball, baseball, and golf. I was an editor, uh, and I had uh, worked with sports writers all over the country. Uh, about midway through my career there, uh, the CEO came up to me and said, Hey, John, you're the youngest person in the company. We need to start a website. And this is 1998. Uh, can you help us out? My only experience was that I was young. Right. <laughs> and uh, so I said, yeah, I'll help you out. We developed an interactive division, and uh, I found myself in front of uh, uh, major companies across the country pitching multimedia programs. Uh, so it took kind of a sales uh, slant, uh, in a way, marketing and, uh, and technology. Uh, out of that, I ended up at a public relations firm in Michigan for a short period of time, developed their interactive division. And then I ended up with Gannett, uh, and I was in charge of business development, market research, and uh, partnerships and promotions for uh, the first Atlantic State Journal, and then I went to Gannett, Michigan. So all the Gannett pro- newspapers within the state of Michigan, outside of the Detroit paper. Uh, at both Gannett and Athlon, I had developed internship programs utilizing MSU students specifically, and that was my give back to the university. A role opened up at Michigan State University as the internship developer to uh, set up uh, internship and experiential opportunities for MSU students. And I ended up getting that job. Uh, I worked with public sector, private sector, nonprofit, academic, to set up the internship and experiential opportunities like job shadows, uh, site visits, network, networking opportunities. Our low-hanging fruit working uh, through that job to develop those opportunities were MSU alumni. Right. And through, through my involvement with MSU alumni, uh, I get identified as somebody who could take over this role as Director of Alumni Career Services, and I've been in this role for about two and a half years. So now you've been in the role, like you mentioned, two and a half years and and have had the opportunity to to shape the program. Give give the listeners uh, an overview of your department and the programs and services that you offer, just a high level. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, When we started out, uh, the uh, alumni Career Services Department was uh, very passive, which was neither a good or a bad thing. You just had to be a member of the Alumni Association to utilize Alumni Career Services, and for the most part, you had to come in on an office visit. Uh, from my perspective, I, there was a lot of opportunity for engagement utilizing Alumni Career Services, so I had kind of a three-pronged uh, strategic plan when I walked in. The first one, uh, we had a very, very loose connection to current student career services. I negotiated a split-funded position, 50% paid by career services, 50% paid by the Alumni Association, to do one-to-one career counseling. And that was my right-hand person. His name's Dave Isbell. Uh, the second thing we did, uh, we had a, a job posting board that we had developed within the Alumni Association. 
Um, it wasn't very robust, and uh, I scrapped that right away. And uh, we connected with Current Student Career Services uh, Job Posting Board, which is uh, developed through NACELINK, uh, through a company called Simplicity. Okay. And uh, that um, is called My Spartan Career. Uh, we developed an application that pulled our membership information out of uh, our database, uh, populated it on the um, My Spartan Career uh, backend system. So essentially we could tell what if somebody was an annual member, if their membership was running out, um, they would lose access to that page. Uh, that became my only member benefit uh, within Alumni Career Services and essentially created a number of efficiencies. So uh, employers had one place to go to post jobs to both alumni and students. Our students learned that system when they graduated. They could see the benefits of it because they knew what that system was. It's kind of a win across the board, and it connected us to current student career services even more. Um, and uh, and that's been a boon for us. That's been a f- fantastic resource. Now, I opened up Alumni Career Services and one-to-one career counseling to all 420,000 Michigan State University alumni. So I look at this as an engagement process. Uh, the third thing that we did, uh, we created a number of external uh, engagement events. And uh, essentially, we've created another pillar of programming that our regional clubs can use, uh, career development, professional development, and I'll talk uh, with those groups or I'll bring expertise from campus to talk about effective business communication, uh, to talk about how to take your online connections offline for career success, utilizing tools like LinkedIn and Twitter, um, to talk about uh, developing your career search strategy. And what we've learned is our alumni clubs have heavily revolved around athletic programming, uh, our regional clubs, and so they'll do game watch parties or buy tickets to games. This has given them another pillar of programming that they can utilize. Networking is something that somebody can uh, benefit from, whether they're 21 or 65. And so it's got a widespread uh, opportunity to connect with people who may not be interested in athletics but are interested in career development. And we see that people who haven't generally uh, become involved in our, our regional clubs are coming out for some of these events. Uh, last year I did about 180 speaking engagements, roughly 18,000 people. So it's been a great uh, pulpit for us to sell Michigan State University, and again, in something other than athletics. We're speaking with Alumni Career Services guru John Hill of the Michigan State Alumni Association, and you're listening to the Impact Alumni Podcast. So, John, it seems like those three things that you did were were transformational in terms of um, how you took the your department from being passive to being active. Um, on a on, on previous conversations that we've had, you've mentioned the life stage model to alumni career services that you developed and used at MSU, and I found that to be fascinating. Um, share that with us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what we've developed is essentially uh, an engagement model that ends in an educated ask on the back end. We know one to ten years out for alumni career services, those people are going to be heavy users of our system. So they're going to look to us to provide jobs. They're going to look to us to provide networks that they can tap into. Ten to 25 years out, uh, those folks may not have money to give back to the university in some form or fashion, but they have time and opportunity. So we connect with them for job shadow programs, uh, to set up uh, mentor programs for networking, to give us internships and jobs, for learning engagement uh, in the classroom, either virtually or in person. And that's my uh, give back to career services, our current student career services, uh, we act as a conduit to bring those relationships back into the classrooms um, for that split-funded position that we have. And if you track how they used us and how we use them, on the back end, you have an opportunity for an educated ask because they've shown how they wanted to get involved with the university. So, again, it's kind of an engagement model um, that we're utilizing. Uh, 
Uh, it's a long-term process, uh, but there certainly is uh, our ROI on alumni career services on the back end, and we can track that. And so we keep in our back end database the career development events that our alumni attend. So, uh, so let me get this straight then. On, on the first to ten years um, after graduation, those alumni are considered, from from your perspective, users of the career services system, either um, getting in at an entry level or advancing their profession. And then from 10 to 25, uh, you mentioned they may not be able to give money, but they give the, there's time and opportunities, whether it's giving back time to the institution to help um, to help students that go to the career services offer and maybe do some things like mock interviews and, and whatnot. Um, and opportunity, obviously, maybe some of them are in a position to, to hire fellow Spartans from your perspective. Yeah, and we play off a couple of, uh, of, I have a couple of mantras. One, Spartans helping Spartans. Right. Uh, we play into that heavily. Um, my overall philosophy on career services is we're there when our alumni need us, so they'll be there when we need them. And uh, that's kind of my guiding principle on everything that we do with alumni career services. We engage as much as possible. Um, this year, either seeing one of our speaking engagements or tapping into us on a one-to-one basis or through corporate engagement, we'll connect with roughly 25,000 people. The year before I arrived, I think they touched about 640 people on a one-to-one basis. So we've been able to grow exponentially how many people see us and actually engage with us. And uh, and then uh, another part of everything we've done that's helped me facilitate um, as much connectivity as possible is the use of social and professional networking. Well, that, that leads to my that leads to my second uh, my next question was, uh, you know, social media is a big part of your strategy. Talk about in particular how you use LinkedIn and Twitter to to complement and even to drive your career services program. Yep. Well, and I'll tell you, Paul, when I opened up uh, career services to all 420,000 alumni, I knew I was taking on a yeoman's task. Right. And, uh, you know, we estimate, uh, based on national statistics um, on unemployment, that roughly 25,000 of our alumni are unemployed right now. From a one-to-one basis, if they were coming into us to talk about um, career services, and we do um, resume reviews for free, we do uh, developing a career search strategy, career assessments, all that for free. That takes up a lot of time. Right. And uh, I thought if I could develop platforms where alumni could help themselves, but we developed those platforms so we got credit for it, right. that would be very beneficial to us. So when I go out and talk about LinkedIn, I talk about identifying MSU alumni in the areas that you're interested in, figuring out a way to connect with them. You've got great information on LinkedIn on their profile, so you can do a search with that information on Google, find a phone number, give them a call. And we do a simple pitch that we present to our alumni on how to connect with those folks and create an internal referral within a company. So it's essentially, my name is John Hill. I'm a graduate of Michigan State University. I wonder if you'd be able to take a few minutes to talk to me about what you do and about your company. You've done two very powerful things in that sense. You've said uh, you're the expert, and it's kind of a Dale Carnegie approach. Give me your uh, your input. Everybody likes to be the expert, right. and so they're more likely to talk. But more importantly, you played into the intrinsic value of giving back to a fellow MSU alum, going back to that Spartan Health and Spartan philosophy. Now, you mobilize that person. You pass along your resume. They bring your resume down into HR. You now become an internal referral. It's going to increase your chances of getting a job there. And then full scale, you find out who's interviewing you with that company. Look up their profile on LinkedIn. See your connections to them. You have a whole bunch of ways to utilize that information uh, within an interview process. So for the first time in history, you have the resume of the person who's interviewing you. Fantastic resource. 
We also created a LinkedIn group, and I think right now we have the fifth largest college or university LinkedIn group in the world. Uh, and uh, in, within that LinkedIn group, we have 16,000 people. We've uh, pushed the uh, the concept of utilizing that board to say, I have a job in Chicago or I need a job in Chicago. If those Spartans connect there um, and they find success, it's a win-win situation because we get credit for creating that platform uh, that they found success in. And, uh, and, and ultimately, um, you know, that, that pays us back, but they're not tapping into our resources on a one-to-one basis. We use Twitter in the same vein. Uh, we use Twitter to uh, support career development information on a regular basis, and uh, people following us can uh, learn about career development and, and um, how to find a job and how to interview effectively. Uh, and again, they don't necessarily tap into our services from a one-to-one basis, so we're mobilizing people to help themselves. Um, but again, we're getting credit for developing the resources for them to do that in. And then, as you as you transition it back to providing some of the programming that you were talking about to the regional programs, it's probably it's added another layer of probably programming too. In that now you can program on you know effective strategies of using LinkedIn and Twitter in career searches or career advancement. Yeah, well, and it's actually gone even more broad based than that. When I talk about um, how to utilize social and professional media from a career development perspective, and this is one of the speeches I give most often, uh, you can see the light bulb goes in with some of our alumni in the room that I can apply this to my business. And so what happened was now I find myself giving these presentations to corporations or to associations or through conferences from a business development perspective. And my background's market development and sales. And so uh, I now have a conduit to the relationships that I need to form to create more opportunities for MSU alumni. Uh, it's, a, a, again, a give back to the community. And I focus that heavily regionally, specifically in the state of Michigan, because we need as much help as possible right now. Um, but, um, again, that opens up the door for me to make a call and say, hey, I have some alumni that are looking for jobs in your company. Can you help me out? And so it's not only benefiting our alumni who are using it from a career development perspective, but it's benefiting our alumni who are utilizing it from a business development perspective. Okay. Now, John, some of our listeners out there are not at huge Big Ten universities with uh, with budgets that would, would probably blow some of their minds, even though I know I know in talking to you, there's never enough money. If somebody is listening to this podcast and they're thinking, boy, I'd like to be able to do some of the things that they're talking about for our alumni, what are, what's some advice that you would give to them as they either look to enhance their career services offerings or start it from the ground up? Yeah, well, and I, I go back to the social and professional media aspect and, and the external relations aspect because we have information that people are interested in. They're interested in learning. These things don't necessarily cost me much to do. The social and professional networks, everything I've developed out of there, we've done essentially for free. It's an investment of time, but uh, it's time that I see is well spent. Uh, a lot of what we do is organic, and so we've created, and we're not partnering with a number of vendors to create uh, these uh, situations or scenarios where people can help themselves. So it doesn't really cost me that much. Uh, all told, um, I, I think from a budgetary perspective, what I spent last year is no different than I think a lot of small schools would be able to, to spend. I also leverage relationships of alumni very heavily um, to create opportunities to have space. Uh, so I'll call an, an alum who has uh, conference rooms that we can utilize for some of these events, and I'll call an alum that uh, owns a catering company. And these end up costing me very little, 
um, but in the long run are very beneficial uh, for both that alum who's given back. They feel like they're giving something back to people who are looking for jobs, uh, but also the, the job seekers. And so it's kind of a win-win scenario. So I play off relationships very, very heavily. John, what are some resources that you can put, that you can point people to on the Internet that may be interested in learning more about these types of programs? You know, I, I think from an alumni career services, people are uh, more than welcome to follow me on Twitter to see what we're doing uh, in that regard. It's at M-S-U-A-A-J-O-H-N is my handle. Um, and then on LinkedIn, uh, you're more than welcome to connect with me, and you can see on my profile page how I um, support and communicate what we do. And uh, my uh, my LinkedIn profile is linkedin.com uh, forward slash in forward slash M-S-U-A-A-J-O-H-N. And so people can certainly follow me on those. Um, I'm also an open resource. I understand uh, from a career development perspective, we all need to be able to help each other out. We do a number of collaborative uh, career development programs with the Big Ten institutions. In fact, uh, this Thursday I'm doing a, a joint program with the University of Michigan and Grand Valley State University and Aquinas College in Grand Rapids. We expect about 600 people uh, for a two-hour program where we're going to talk about Job Search 2010. And uh, so I'm highly collaborative. Anybody can reach out to me from an email perspective. My email is hilljohn, H-I-L-L-J-O-H-N, at msu.edu. Uh, I learn something every time I have one of these conversations, and I apply it to what I do, and, and I'm more than willing to give back. Well, John, we appreciate you joining us today, and I will put all that information you just gave out in the show notes for those of you listening to the podcast. I'll put John's email and his LinkedIn address, his Twitter handle, and I'll also include the msualum.com slash careers, which is the the website uh, that uh, John and his staff have developed for their career services offering that they have at Michigan State. You can uh, take a look at all the things they're doing and maybe pick and choose some things that apply to you in your situation. John, thanks for us for joining us on the road on the way to uh, to enemy territory there in Ann Arbor. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us. Paul, my pleasure. Uh, good luck to you. Well, I hope you enjoyed our show, and uh, thanks again to John Hill for joining us. Send us your feedback and connect to the show. Visit our website at alumnipodcast.com for other episodes of the show, or send us an email at paul.clifford at alumnipodcast.com. You can also subscribe to the Impact Alumni Podcast on the iTunes Music Store, or just visit alumnipodcast.com to subscribe. You can follow us. Uh, follow the show or become a fan on Facebook, Twitter, on LinkedIn. Get involved in the conversation on one of these social media sites or send me a tweet at at Impact Alumni. Thanks for joining us, joining us today. The next episode will focus on the characteristics of a 21st Century Alumni Association. Until then, in the words of Lou Holtz, good, better, best, never, never rest until your good is better and your better is your best. So long. <laughs>